0: Hey, hey, I'm Dave. I'm Ru. And welcome to So Many Books. So Little Time. Today we will be continuing our read of 1984 by George Orwell with part four of chapter 17. We're We're,
1: almost done. We're
0: going to get through it this time. We promise. Cue the music. So, yes, in the uh, last section, I believe we went hardcore into um, how the party needed to seize and maintain control through the um, complete uh, re-education of its subjects. Indoctrination, I think is the
1: word. It's, It's indoctrination and manipulation and complete control over the past, the present, any information they have access to, any and all, so they control through controlling all information, and as as well as the way that they think. So they're training a certain form of thinking into them, and as soon as anyone shows deviations, they're fr- they're off, they're gone, mm. they never existed.
0: It right, it's uh, there was this meme I saw, oh, I think earlier this year that made me, uh, no, it was around Christmas. <laughs> It, it was a it was a, a still of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, and, and it said, "Deviation from the norm should be ridiculed unless it can be exploited."
1: <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, this is a odd thing. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound very odd in a minute. Okay, so. Um, I'm being, one of the things uh, that's being explored with, with, with my health, Mm -hmm. bringing it to health. Um, one of the things is, is looking at, um, the fact that I'm probably not neurotypical. Right. So they think that it's come up before, but now it's pretty much the, the physician's gone. No, you, the fact, I I will eat my hat if you aren't diagnosed with, um, kind of level of convinced. Of um, being in the uh, being within the autistic spectrum, mm. uh, also have ADD, but that much is clear if you listen to like two seconds of our podcast. Um. <laughs>
0: but also, you know, now now that more is being discovered about that, they think ADD might be somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah, as Yeah, well. the
1: ADD, the the co uh, uh, presence or the co diagnosis of ADD and A- ASD or autistic spectrum is incredibly high so i can't even remember the percentage but it was it's it's far beyond 50 percent. like it's a big chunk Mm. of the uh, of the spectrum so maybe they think it's a it's a variation on the theme yeah or
0: maybe it could be as simple as add is like a symptom of
1: well it's not a symptom because okay i i also am of the school of thought that that being autistic is not that you have a disease or condition oh uh,
0: yeah sorry my language is sorry yeah it's bad
1: no it's not bad it's just no no it's habit it's a habit We, we we like to refer to these things as being conditions but in reality all they are is a variation of it's a statistical variation of the population the reason i'm bringing this up bringing it back to the book yeah um so in the book i mean i don't think that orwell particularly focused on uh, the autistic spectrum or any of those Well, when did things? that become like a thing? I don't thing? think it was until, well, it's always been a thing. Yeah,
0: yeah but I mean, recognizing. But
1: recognition as a, a collection of variations that, that under a label, that's been a bit more recent. Like, I don't think it's, I, I'd have to look at it.
0: Last 25 there. years.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Because it had other, other incarnations. There were different names for it. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but, the, but sorry, what's I'm your sorry.
1: point? No, the point was um, if you've got all these mental techniques um, and approaches, and essentially what they're doing is in not only are they indoctrinating and uh, uh, the, determining what forms of mental, um, I guess, approaches to the world. Are acceptable within this society, and that allow this party to function the way it does
0: to hold on to power. Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's um, it's it's a uh, how do you put it? Not looking at the way Warwell is trying to describe it, but looking at it from the perspective of being neurodivergent versus neurotypical, even neurotypical. I don't actually like that word. I just think it's a different variation, but that's another topic. Um, it's uh, it's a form of genocide. Well, not genocide because we're not talking about a particular um, culture or, or uh, ethnicity. But, we're, but it's, it's a, almost, if you looked at it, it's a form of eugenics. Yeah. Because it's, well, eugenics, it is selective genetic um, manipulation. Well,
0: yeah, if, if you uh, did not have a brain that could um, withstand the education that is required to be a member of the party.
1: Well, that doesn't fit the mold. If you do not fit the mold, you are culled. Therefore they are trying to socially and genetically engineer a population mm-hmm. to fit the mental, um, and intellectual approaches that, that, that fit the party. Oh,
0: you, you're going to love brave new world. Cause that's a lot more overt in that book, yeah. <laughs> but yet, you, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, um, because well yeah deviation of any thought or behavior is yeah. not tolerated whatsoever
1: and and the thing is like it's not that we do this actively in our society but in our current actual society not in not 1984 in reality uh, we have we have a, a little variation on that theme we we do have a world that um, has biases against someone who is autistic, or has ADD, or any sort of behavioral variation on the norm.
0: Or can't play the capitalist game, Yeah, It's or, not able to...
1: Well, any variation on the norm, if you philosophically, ideologically, intellectually, neurologically, whatever variation you are, you are generally going to be disadvantaged in a society that that it, it's like you, you you want to play the beat on your own drum they don't like that and you will be disadvantaged quite actively you'll be you'll be told in school no you must hit the beat of the drum a certain way oh my god i'm now thinking of wrinkle in time um you know when you don't bounce the ball where you need to flash back to a Wrinkle in Time, but when the ball is not bounced in sequence, just like all the other kids are bouncing the ball in the same sequence, everyone is terrified. Society very, very has separate. a very
0: particular rhythm, and if you do not live in, yeah. in that rhythm,
1: and and if you look at evolutionarily speaking, it's those variations that have allowed us to advance as a species. And okay, this is not again, I'm going to do this disclaimer, because I do this every time I bring up something like that. This does not mean life isn't challenging for for that everyone who has um, has uh, an autistic diagnosis or features that might place them within the autistic spe- spec- spectrum is not struggling due to other things. There's heaps of things that can make you struggle. But hey, you know what, even if you're not autistic, you can struggle, and there'll be issues. I mean, the society, society is not designed specifically, it is not designed for people who have neurological variations, behavioral variations, etc, etc. But it doesn't mean that you can't have difficulties even without those. Uh, and again, it's not, I'm not trying to detract from those communities Mm. and i'm not trying to say oh everything is peaches and creams and you're just an evolutionary variation and that's all cool and you should just accept that some people really struggle with it and that's fine and that's the same way some people really struggle and they've got no variation and they have they are not they're just an average neurological variant that has not been, you know, that is not a v- variation on the theme. Or
0: they've just had hardship and they can't get ahead.
1: There's, there's so many things. So, like, please, if I'm ever talking about the challenges faced by one community, this is not in any way to detract from the challenges and difficulties faced in another one, or by just any individual. Every individual is going to have their own struggles in life. Some are going to struggle despite the fact that they have access to a lot of opportunity. It doesn't matter. Struggle.
0: It will is be not a. Di- it will be a different struggle. That's one thing. Again, yeah. learning about Buddhism is that you know the idea life is suffering. It's. It's not it's not like a twenty four seven three six five type thing it's more the idea that to live is to have challenges and to have struggles no matter your circumstance
1: and 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 okay again it doesn't mean that you you just lay there and go, oh well life you know really sucks and um it's so hard and what well. hey, you know what if you're exhausted and you need to lay down lay down that's okay that's cool take a nap man it's 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 I, I, this whole society, this whole concept of pushing someone until they break we were talking about this earlier that's why it's a thing yeah it's not
0: no it's, in, f- in fact um in terms of uh how to work out i've heard uh, it, it pe- more people are coming around to this cuz general idea in workouts is like push yourself as high as possible to get the most out of it but now it's mm-hmm. but now it, they're they're ironically being pushed back on that because if you push yourself to your limit in a workout you might have to take the next few days off whereas if you just push yourself hard, you don't keep pushing, but you, you kind of just push yourself till there's a bit of resistance and you stay there, mm. then you'll feel real good. You've moved a little bit further. And the next day you can come back and do the yeah, same thing Yeah, you want again.
1: to approach challenges um, and not, I think the hardest part in our lives, and this has come from a different topic, sorry, but distracting attracting, um, is identifying what you, you can perceive as your limits and then pushing a little bit past that limit but not so much so that you break you want to otherwise there is no change and then again we're, we're encouraging mediocrity
0: and, and of course the problem with the breaking as well is then you get the that that despair that comes with I've taken a step forward, but now I've just taken five steps back yeah, because it's, 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 I pushed myself too hard, and now the next week or you, two, i yeah, I'm yeah, you don't want to get to down. the point where
1: you push back. You get a pushback. You want to mm-hmm. move forward. Just it, it's a it's a, it's like a constant tightrope. But I mean, this is a contrast to this lovely 1984 society, which is so lovely. No, um, where <laughs> liar, <laughs> a double thing, um, where they're being encouraged to engage in a perpetual state of stagnancy. Mm-hmm. It is perpetually stagnant. There's enough movement in the pool to not, uh, like say it's a pond, there's enough movement in that pond to allow for it to live. But, but not to
0: thrive. Not
1: to thrive. No, it, there's, it's not about thriving. And we've talked about this multiple chapters. They are in a survival state. They're in a state where they're just kept functioning at the minimum possible efficiency but maximum like control
0: with variations i mean after the um, the change during hate week remember what he worked uh
1: get to breaking point basically
0: it was five days wasn't it and like he worked 75 percent of that
1: yes it was it was it was something that you'd never ever want to do ever in your life but i'm sure people do and and our society is globally speaking and i'm saying societies because it's going to be variation on that theme in different countries and different cultures um
0: the honor and the prestige of long hours yeah
1: yeah, the we the bragging have, of it. Yes, like, oh I did I did seventy two hours this week. I'm going, like, that's great. Um, of those seventy two hours, what quality did you obtain from that? I mean, yes, we need money to survive, and unfortunately that's the way it is in this world. Um But are you doing seventy two hours because you <laughs> Like there's something that, that's come out of the 72 hours that's making it worthwhile. Or are you doing 72 hours to just try and say, oh, I work so hard. Look at me, I'm so productive and I make such a contribution to society. No, buddy, the only person you're making a contribution to is is the corporation that you work for and maybe your wallet if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not contributing to family dynamics. You're not being engaged with, with society. You're not actually causing advancement. You, are, again... You're on that treadmill um running to nowhere All
0: right
1: sorry so, little little rant there <laughs> little
0: rant. well, shall we uh jump right back into uh chapter seventeen? I believe we're now going to learn a little more about double think, mm-hmm. which we really haven't talked about since the start of the book when Winston was kind of or the narrator I should say, not really Winston the narrator was laying out what um
1: was being double think double kind yeah. of
0: is and new speak.
1: And it was there's this one. So the last one we were talking about, it's a trick. It's a mental technique. Reality control. Yeah, we discussed reality control. That technically we do have variations of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. then yeah, aligning your mind with the with with um, the information that is at hand. Sorry, <clears throat> the information that is at hand.
0: Uh, doublethink means the power of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them, as we knew that before. Mm. Uh, the party intellectual knows in which direction his memories must be altered. He therefore knows that he is playing tricks with reality, but by the exercise of doublethink, he also satisfies himself that reality is not violated. The process has to be conscious or it would not be carried out with sufficient precision. But it also has to be unconscious, or it would bring with it a feeling of falsity and hence of guilt. Doublethink lies at the very heart of Ingsoch, since the essential act of the party is to use conscious deception while retaining the firmness of purpose that goes with complete honesty. To tell deliberate lies while generally believing in them, to forget any fact that has become inconvenient, and then when it becomes necessary again to drop back from oblivion for just so long as it is needed, to deny the existence of objective reality and all the while to take account of the reality which one denies, all this is indispensably necessary. Woof.
1: Gonna just bring up an example. Um, it's not quite a good example, but it's an example. Climate change. Okay. Oh, but we've had such a cold winter today. <laughs> Why are they talking about global warming?
0: Well, to the people who aren't using that argument. Uh, uh facetiously i think it's an ignorance to between weather and climate
1: well it's beyond that because climate change indicates shifts in patterns dramatic shifts in patterns of weather um
0: i i also think global
1: it- warming <laughs> is not talking about that one site on the planet but the that global average and the fact that they just conveniently just
0: as I said, I, I think there are plenty of people saying that facetiously in order to further their agenda. But I, I think there is a large art of amount of ignorance would... at play, oh, too. God.
1: Yeah, well, actually, generally, anything with scientific... Mm, I'm going... we, we can get into trouble with, possibly, if I bring this up. but no,
0: Then don't. Well, but, no, I'm but... just
1: trying, I'm trying to think if we don't really want to attract the extremes.
0: <sighs> but um, mm. the... Oh No, I okay, just forgot I what I was saying.
1: Individuals that overestimate that both over and us underestimate the capacity of human immune systems. That's what I'm going to leave it at, without going into too much detail. I got you. Yeah, but that particular not. And I'm not saying you can't be, you know, hesitant and curious and inform yourself. Absolutely, please do seek reputable sources of information consult with physicians and actually outline your concerns and hopefully you'll have a good physician who actually does their job and cons- that, that will walk you through it but that being said if you're looking at information and you're capable of believing contradictory information, like contradictory quote unquote facts yeah um, yeah there's a lot of people engaging in doublethink there
0: It You know, the way it's laid out in the book, I I think what makes it so frightening is that it sounds like such a harmful and bizarre process. And then, you know, you go to real world examples or you, you even think in your own life. It's like, no, there's probably been times where I've held two contradictory beliefs.
1: Yeah, you can't. It's yeah, it's anyone could do that. But I think this one is going a step beyond contradictory beliefs it's like going you're telling a lie whilst genuinely believing it forgetting any fact that is contradictory to it to that in that moment
0: and then bring it back if necessary
1: yeah and yet remembering the other fact when it's necessary for another to to but it's um there's a word for it i can't remember it's something to do with when you construct your worldview um, it will come to you. Yeah, I can't remember. It's 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 the foundation, foundational beliefs, and manipulating those foundational beliefs. It's very weird. Uh, it's doublethink. No. Um. Well,
0: even in using the word doublethink, it is necessary to exercise doublethink. Oh, <laughs> For by using the word, one admits that one is tampering with reality. By a fresh act of doublethink, one erases this knowledge, and so on indefinitely, with the lie always one leap ahead of the truth. Ultimately, it is by means of double link that the party has been able and may, for all we know, continue to be able for thousands of years to arrest the course of history.
1: Yeah, as we're saying, stagnancy. This is all about stagnancy and staying in a, a static state, which is bad. I mean, well, humanity. No, but humanity, for since its inception, has been about advancing.
0: There, there is a, a philosophical idea that. And I think I brought it up before. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. The act of standing still is in itself uh, moving backward because mm-hmm. you're not moving forward. Yeah, and it—that's the idea. This, this, this—it's um, entro- almost an entropy, isn't it?
1: It is. It's its a, its a well, entropy. Is,
0: is loss. Yeah, well, I think it is. The society, everyone's kind of wasting away.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get what you mean. Like it's just again. They're
0: stuck sh- standing still. It's
1: the treadmill to nowhere. It's the treadmill to nowhere. That say the, <laughs> the bridge to nowhere.
0: It's We're <laughs> on a road to nowhere. nowhere.
1: But it's it's just this like going like there's there's that would be incredible if the society if the people actually recognize it and realize it and didn't engage in double thinking and all that the the amount of hopelessness
0: yeah actually it's interesting this the, the way things work it kind of there's no room for despair for the, depression they,
1: they, no because again they they are um, erasing those people who show even the smallest sign of dissatisfaction which by the way despair causes or is caused by despair despair can trigger off dissatisfaction dissatisfaction can trigger off despair
0: although i do have to wonder if maybe that state of despair is cultivated because just thinking how when winston and julia finally started really seeing each other that he kind of broke out of a funk
1: yeah but for, that's the thing like i think winston was already in that funk thanks to that that article
0: uh, he saw. So remember right. we we're saying
1: that in, initial article, that, he, that initial piece of paper he Because he
0: knew life is not right.
1: Ma- made him, those wisps of memories and thoughts that he had ca- all came flashing, <laughs> flooding back. Not obviously, but it, it, subtly enough, it eroded his ability to engage in doubling in this particular setting of the world of Orwell. Um, obviously, in reality, we are constantly interacting and constant. Like we have the capacity to or the potential to as to whether people do is another matter. And
0: well, the, the term echo chamber has gained prominence um, over the last decade or so, especially with the rise of the Internet. It is so easy to uh, keep reinforcing the same um, the belief structures over and over again.
1: Yeah, so we're creating that little little chambers of doublethink. Um
0: And and anyone who comes in and uh, puts forth an idea that is outside the bubble, so to speak, is silenced and ridiculed.
1: They're not; they can be silenced, or more that through ridicule, they are. uh, The ideas are dismissed. Yeah, it's it's not. That being said, um, a lot of people who, who are engaged in society break out of that echo chamber as long as, actually that's what it is, diversity. And this is why in this in this um, Ingsoc structure, they cannot, they can absolutely not see other places. They can absolutely not yep. know of other nations. They cannot know of other, they were talking about demographics would cause change.
0: Yeah, travel broadens the mind.
1: Well, not only that, if a diverse population would not allow for this. Yeah. Because a diverse population in itself There's the culture of the society they live in, but there's also culture that each of the households contributes to. Well, and
0: and there's um, this, I'm speaking in generalities, but there's this idea that xenophobia, fear of foreigners, exists more in rural communities than urban environments because uh, when people immigrate to a country they often do move into a city yeah. and the people in cities live around people who look different different from them and they learn to accept that whereas in the country it's very rare you might see someone that looks different from them. to you. be
1: fair though that that does depend like we've had it that's why on i said
0: i'm speaking in general it is a general
1: yeah it is a generality i think um but it's not an inaccurate generality it's just a case of um
0: The Mm. more you're exposed to something, the
1: The less fear. Yeah. Yeah. The more we know and get to know for good and bad. The
0: the more you're exposed to negative things, the more okay you become with negative things.
1: Yeah, that that is part of it. Like that's why being selective with what you consider, quote unquote, normal um, or how do you put it? if you're okay and you're constantly around people who are okay with being harmful towards sections of fellow human beings, you're probably surrounding yourself in a very unhealthy environment. Yeah. Um, or a very limited vision of what society can be. Yeah. Um, and then if there's a fear of diversity, then that's a whole nother um, level of you've, Isolated yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, like you, you are engaging in an act of self, um, of, cu- of cutting out humanity from your worldview, which makes, as a human being, zero sense.
0: And it makes it far easier to engage in acts of violence well, it and It makes horror. it far easier
1: to manipulate a population to do what you want them to do. It makes you completely vulnerable to manipulation because yeah. you're so obsessed with protecting that limited worldview that you forget that other worldviews exist and could actually be learned from, like the point of, of uh, evolution and survival and advancement. Basically, you are happy with being status quo. And you are happy, not a status quo, you're happy with static, with with the stagnancy. In fact, that's what you can describe. You're happy with being a good little puppet for the party
0: Mm. because... Although I wouldn't I wouldn't call any party member happy maybe the inner party are but yeah, I, I don't think happiness is No uh,
1: you are being a good little cog that's what you are you're a good little hands of the party you're not the brains basically all you do if you if you think you're the brains you're not the brains if you self isolate and focus on xenophobic ideals you are essentially becoming a puppet for the party <laughs> And it's funny because those same people then go oh no 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 You people with your diversity, blah, 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 your puppets, because you're just puppets for 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 those political ideals and going. It's not a political ideal. Diversity is a fact. A diverse population is literally the reality of our planet. It's not an ideal. Harnessing that capacity and harnessing that potential that the diversity represents. That potentially could become some sort of capitalist or communist or whatever, some sort of ideological propaganda um, can be manipulated. But the actual existence of diversity, you can't just close your eyes and hope it goes away. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change. People are going to be diverse. Deal with it.
0: Diverse in thought as well. Yeah. Uh, So, all past oligarchies have fallen from power either because they ossified or because they grew soft. Either they became stupid and arrogant, failed to adjust themselves to changing circumstances, and were overthrown, or they became liberal and cowardly, made concessions when they should have used force, and once again were overthrown. They fell, that is to say, either through consciousness or through unconsciousness is the achievement of the party to have produced a system of thought in which both conditions can exist simultaneously <laughs> mm. <laughs> and upon no other intellectual basis could the dominion of the party be made permanent if one is to rule and to continue ruling one must be able to dislocate the sense of reality for the secret of rulership is to combine a belief in one's own infallibility with the power to learn from past mistakes
1: which of course if you were infallible you wouldn't be making
0: mm-hmm. yeah It need hardly be said that the subtlest practitioners of doublethink are those who invented doublethink and know that it is a vast system of mental cheating. In our society, those who have the best knowledge of what is happening are also those who are furthest from seeing the world as it is. In general, the greater the understanding, the greater the delusion, the more intelligent, the less sane. That's something I often fear about. Uh, One clear illustration of this is the fact that war hysteria increases in intensity as one rises in the social scale. Those whose attitude towards the war is most nearly rational are the subject peoples of the disputed territories. To these people, the war is simply a continuous calamity which sweeps to and fro over their bodies like a tidal wave. Which side is winning is a matter of complete indifference to them. They are aware that a change of overlordship means simply that they will be doing the same work as before for new masters who treat them in the same manner as the old ones. The slightly more favored workers, whom we call the proles, are only intermittently conscious of the war. When it is necessary, they can be prodded into frenzies of fear and hatred, but when left of themselves they are capable of forgetting for long periods that the war is happening. It is in the ranks of the party and above all of the inner party that the true war enthusiasm is found. World conquest is believed in most firmly by those who know it to be impossible. This peculiar linking together of opposites, knowledge with ignorance, cynicism with fanaticism, is one of the chief distinguishing marks of oceanic society. The official ideology abounds with contradictions even when there is no practical reason for them. Thus, the party rejects and vilifies every principle for which the socialist movement originally stood and it chooses to do this in the name of socialism. It preaches a contempt for the working class unexampled for centuries past and it dresses its members in a uniform which was at one time peculiar to manual workers and was adopted for that reason. It systematically undermines the solidarity of the family and it calls its leader by a name which is a direct appeal to the sentiment of family loyalty.
1: Yeah, big, big mm-hmm. brother, but family is not a thing, has yep. no meaning, yeah.
0: And that's one of those things that, you know, it was kind of under our noses the whole time, but it had to be spelled out before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The double-dink and the leader of the party.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Even the names of the four ministries by which we are governed exhibit a sort of impotence in their deliberate reversal of the facts. The ministry of peace concerns itself with war, the ministry of truth with lies, the ministry of love with torture, and the ministry of plenty with starvation. These contradictions are not accidental, nor do they result from ordinary hypocrisy. They are deliberate exercises in doublethink. For it is only by reconciling contradictions that power can be retained indefinitely. In no other way could the ancient cycle be broken. If human equality is to be forever averted, if the high, as we have called them, are to keep their places permanently, then the prevailing mental condition must be controlled insanity. <laughs> So they found a way for complete control, it seems. Yeah. Complete sustained control.
1: Wow. I'm just processing.
0: Okay, I'll continue then. Yeah,
1: keep going.
0: But there is one question which, until this moment, we have almost ignored. It is, why should human equality be averted? Supposing that the mechanics of the process have been rightly described, What is the motive for this huge accurately planned effort to freeze history at a particular moment of time? Here we reach the central secret. As we have seen, the mysteries of the party and above all of the inner party depends upon Doublethink. But deeper than this lies the original motive, the never-questioned instinct that first led to the seizure of power and brought Doublethink, the thought police, continuous warfare, and all the other necessary paraphernalia into existence afterwards. Winston became aware of silence, as one becomes aware of a new sound. (laughs) Just as if we were getting to the answer, we come back to Winston. (laughs) It seemed to him that Julia had been very still for some time past. She was lying on her side, naked from the waist upwards, with her cheek pillowed on her hand and one dark lock tumbling across her eyes. Her breast rose and fell slowly and regularly. Julia. No answer. Julia, are you awake? No answer. She was asleep. He shut the book, put it carefully on the floor, lay down, and pulled the coverlet over both of them. He had still, he reflected, not learned the ultimate secret. He understood how, he did not understand why. Chapter 1, like chapter 3, had not actually told him anything that he did not know. It had merely systematized the knowledge that he possessed already. But after reading it, he knew better than before that he was not mad. Being in a minority, even a minority of one did not make you mad. There was truth, and there was untruth, and if you clung to the truth, even against the whole world, you were not mad. A yellow beam from the sinking sun slanted in through the window and fell across the pillow. He shut his eyes. The sun on his face and the girl's smooth body touching his own gave him a strong, sleepy, confident feeling. He was safe. Everything was all right. He fell asleep murmuring, sanity is not statistical. With the feeling that this remark contained in it a profound wisdom. Mm. And that's the end of the chapter. Finally!
1: I want to know!
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was kind of um, mean, wasn't it? Yes. Here's the answer. Winston.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting, so sanity is not statistical.
0: He thinks that's profound. He feels that's profound.
1: Not really. <laughs>
0: He's got to grab onto whatever he can here. It's but but what do you think of that idea that he's like, even if the whole world is against you, it does not make you mad if, you, if truth is on your side. Mm. Of course, how do you know truth is on your side if the whole world is against you? Yeah. That, that would be pl- plaguing my mind pretty heavily if I knew everyone else on the planet believed differently okay. than me.
1: Sanity is not statistical would be like the idea of I'm trying to think, of trying to understand this thing. Um, It would be a little bit like the fact that, look, at the end of the day, I know that one plus one equals two. Right. And that's not going to change. But um, because of the fact that the way that this society works, they can go and announce one plus one equals five Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And we're just going to have to accept it. Because, so that's so, although statistical in terms of it's what is being informed and what most of the population believes, right? Because they've trained their brains to double think, um, even though they know it's a lie.
0: I believe they used that example earlier in the chapter when talking yeah. about the, um, the actual scientists, yeah. like the vast population need to know that 2 plus 2 can equal 5, but if you're dealing with the creation of war machines, you actually need to know the truth. Yeah,
1: So, but, it, but whilst you're a general population member, you know that 2 plus 2 equals 5 because that's what is said.
0: And the thing is, even as a scientist, through Doublethink, you probably know both. At yeah, the same time. that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, is that? But in your science, when you're doing your maths, you, you need to apply it. Otherwise, there'll be stuff ups. Um, but and that's what I think it means. With sanity is not statistical. In other words, you, the whole world could, like, the majority reality could dictate reality as determined by the party can dictate a certain view. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that your sanity is like, in other words, you're not crazy for actually knowing the thing that you're not meant to be believing. Yeah. So you're not crazy for knowing that two plus two equals four it, what, and, and believing that, but even though the majority says two plus two equals five. Mm. There, here, here. It, I don't think it's particularly profound but I get what he's trying to say. He, I
0: think. He's grasping to whatever he can. Yeah, he's, I, I, I don't give him any guff for um, the situation he's in. No,
1: it, it's fair. It's fair. So yeah, this is interesting. And yeah, I was like, oh, Julia's going to fall asleep within a few words. Like she, she's that lovely level of stupid that the party actually likes.
0: Which I wonder how much of that she did listen to. Mm-mm.
1: She shuts down as soon as he discusses anything with the party. She doesn't care except for, hey, inner party have more than I have. I want some.
0: And I want to thumb my noses at them in any way I can.
1: Yeah. I I don't even know if she uh, sees um, their intimacy as a political act. I think she might not even get to that point of uh. processing. I think, to be blunt, Orwell's really quite happy painting her as slightly stupid. Mm. Then again, it's Orwell. We've we've established his, his track with uh, depicting female characters so far has been very interesting. Interesting. That's the way I'm using it. That's the word I'm using.
0: Uh, anything else you'd like to uh,
1: No I'm just, uh, discuss? I'm just I'm kind of going I want to know <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well I, I will this is not too much of a giveaway, but there is an answer to okay. the why. Excellent. There is an answer.
1: Well, it's because it's it, it it is nonsensical. Like, why keep things static? Oh. Except if the the those people who were going to be on the top knew how to exploit it, the best for their for them, well, or well, they didn't want to have one particular group win over the other group.
0: Well, wasn't it also more the idea? Of the why is why was this idea of an equal society so abhorrent
1: yeah. no
0: i i think i already have an answer for that we've discussed it the xenophobia uh, no 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 it's it's the the people in power that fear of scarcity that there's only so much power to go around so if we make yeah. things equal i will lose
1: yeah that idea that yeah a fear of loss of power that totally makes sense because it's this we have it even now, in our current society, mm-hmm. all the time, just because someone else is getting access to rights that you've had your entire life, it doesn't mean that your rights are going away. It's not, was it? It's not pie. You don't run out.
0: Well, what well, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but when um, uh, when you're a kiss, when you're accustomed to a level of privilege, any step towards equality feels like oppression.
1: Yes. Yes that that is generally it. it's like if you
0: believe in scarcity
1: yes if you believe that there is like a, a if, limit somehow they to what is available in terms of for example um i don't know justice if you think justice is a limited commodity mm. which it really if you think that that would explain why people who are extremely wealthy get away with a lot of stuff um i, no. I think
0: it's more it's just well i think i've Mentioned this as well. Um, if if breaking the law is punishable by a fine, what you're really saying is it's legal for wealthy people yeah, to do which it.
1: Which is why I like some of, uh, some Nordic Nordic models in terms of where the fine is adjusted to be a percentage.
0: That's really f- based nice. on
1: wealth. Um, because yeah, because a seventy five dollar fine to someone. Um, for, for a parking infringement because they, they stayed five minutes too long in a Man, car. Man, that hurts me. Yeah, it hurts anyone who is at a certain threshold of income. Whereas someone who earns that within a minute, you know, of a week, yeah. that's hilarious because they'll just park for however long they want
0: and just pay the fine.
1: And just pay the fine. And
0: continue to park there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's illogical which is why i'm a huge fan i mean obviously have a have a limit somewhere um but make it a percentage like
0: yeah well it's like how um i just know about this uh this uh certain incident but like hsbc has been brought up on corruption charges mm. many times and each time it's like the sums like time. 20 to 25 million and from what i understand that's like what they earn in a day their business yeah
1: so it's like oh no well we'll sacrifice a day's worth of earnings for, and just keep doing and this keep doing our thing. yeah and, and a lot of industries a lot of corporations do this and and it's very frustrating and i mean media is a huge one where um there was recently one of the news channels got fined and sanctioned for Manufacturing a story about African gangs. Oh boy. In Australia. And the thing is, because the punishment is essentially, well, here's a fine, as opposed to actually saying, okay, well, we're suspending your broadcasting rights or, or something for X amount of days or uh, like. You are not allowed to like give them some sort of thing that's not just some nominal fine. Like
0: well, especially because yeah, the ability to just make something up for ratings—that's
1: ridiculous. Well, like,
0: to stoke fear, which leads to ratings.
1: Yeah, which what it was, and and I think honestly, if so, the fact that no one's been arrested for fraud—that's fraud. That's fraud. That's straight-up fraud. Someone's made money off manufacturing things and selling, essentially, a commodity or selling an idea that is completely fabricated.
0: And does active harm.
1: And does active harm. It's the same as, say, if someone tells you, drink this random combination of... this, this one particularly nasty thing I can think of, but drink this combination of things that are essentially bleach to treat, to, to treat the artisans. Sorry, I'm just quoting. Uh. Um, and it's a it's it's an oxidant. It's like having Tide Pods, it's slightly more dilute but still toxic. There are medicinal applications for certain oxidants, but not at that concentration, and not, uh, not in, usually not internally ingested. Um, sorry, I just recently saw saw a documentary on this, and I just, was shaking at at the at the sheer lack of science but yeah this gets people sell books on this people have (coughs) seminars on this they sell the actual product it's actively harmful it's fraudulent it is they're making up claims that are completely bogus
0: the um there there are whole cottage industries on misinformation quite quite uh lucrative ones
1: oh yeah the i mean the wellness industry is plagued with it there are some things that could potentially be helpful, but because it's so surrounded with all these other pseudoscientific things, that it, it, it's, the whole industry is, is tired, really, with the same brush because it's hard to, to distinguish between the whiff of bullshit and uh, something else. Um, and I mean, yes, in the, uh, and no industry is free from this, by the way. <laughs> um, we need a lot more consequences Breaches of trust. Because otherwise, 1984 is going to become a playbook.
0: Well, like the the, uh, the uh, caveat emperor let the buyer beware. Yes, responsibility does fall on the consumer for making informed choices. But when there's so much information out there, not everyone is educated with how to sort out information correctly. It can be very difficult. And many people yeah. don't have the time or energy to be doing this.
1: And particularly the people that they target, which are those who are not well.
0: Yeah. Um, it's the same thing where, you know, at uh, I think in our last episode, we talked about little things we can do to be making the world a better place on an individual level. And while that is very valid, I think a very positive thing to do in the end, it's the, um, the changes we, the small changes we make as individuals are nothing compared to the massive changes that the corporations who are doing the main amount Mm -hmm. of polluting.
1: Well, yeah, no, that's the whole thing. Like, okay, taking it, yeah. Flipping it the other way, this whole straw ban business. Um, Straws are zero point two percent of something of the the total plastics pollution that goes into the ocean. Yeah, of which there are four rivers in the world that contribute a, a ridiculous percentage of the plastic waste in the world, and I think three of them are in um, possibly once I don't know where they are. I can't even remember off the top of my head. But it's 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 a disreport. It's like feel good activism where you tell oh well I'm not going to use. I mean, sure, use less plastic. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But to make to try and guilt consumers, or to make them feel, oh well, I'm not using straws anymore, therefore I've I've contributed to saving the planet. That's feel good consumerism. That's that's the companies going. Let's distract them with something that put the blame and the owners on them. Yeah. Whereas we, hundred co- companies contribute over seventy percent. Yep. Sorry, seventy percent of the total pollution contributed uh, in the world is a hundred corporations. Of which, I mean, if you zoomed back, it's probably even less.
0: Yeah, I think just like seven mega corporations that own everything.
1: Yeah, there's seven corporations that own everything, and then there's
0: <laughs> which then, we, we've yeah. re- we've really turned into shadow run.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of disturbing. Um, but that's the thing. It's Like, I'm sorry. Good. If if you don't need to use plastic straws, that's great. Oh yeah, if, no and- if you have medical conditions where the alternatives and I'm telling you a person who depends on a plastic straw not to die is going to have researched all the alternatives because they don't want the planet to die either cuz that also is death. Both are death. Both bad. They care about the environment, they're just really stuck because they have no other option. And seriously, those those uh Handful of straws that they use and correctly dispose of are not going to make a significant difference because there's not actually that many people. But access to it is important because otherwise, yeah, people die. Um, anyway, whole nother story. And if anyone asks me what did we used to do, well, we used to aspirate and die. That's literally what used to happen before the plastic straw was invented, specifically for people who were having difficulties with consuming liquids. Ah. They are a hospital tool. They are not a tool for the average consumer, but because they've been made available for the average consumer, the cost has gone down for mass production.
0: Did the hospitals used to have the bendy ones as well?
1: No, uh, well, they had had the single bendy.
0: Sorry, when I say bendy, I mean the ones with all the loops that you put in tropical drinks.
1: No, you don't want that because- I'm being silly Because A, those are not disposable, those are reusable. We don't want to have reusable in a hospital environment because They tend to accumulate a lot of um, danger. Okay, Most people who need these straws generally have some sort of immunosuppressant problem as well alongside because they're really lucky that way. Usually conditions don't come in once but they come in like 10s and 20s. Um, And what happens is if you lack the dexterity with which to clean said straw and you have an immune condition. You're going to have malt. You're going to have bacterial growth. You're going to have all sorts of problems. So I'm not telling everyone go use straws. I'm just telling you that don't be distracted by a campaign that's specifically designed to distract well, you from other problems.
0: And I think what the point I want to make is that anything you can do as an individual that you think will make the world a better place or or will uh, reduce waste, that's positive. Yeah, do it. But yeah, it's just maybe keep in mind the. The uh, the weight of the future of the planet doesn't really rest on us individuals.
1: Well, it doesn't rest on telling individuals how to do it. It rests on each of us doing our bit, doing what we can do, but not punishing individuals. It's pun. It's actually holding a, a corporations accountable for their contribution because they're the one. And I mean, you know what? Guess what? Guess who could who makes up these corporations? Individuals. So, if you truly are an individual and we're truly putting the onus on individuals to do their part, those corporations, any individual working within a corporation that isn't actively striving for policy changes that improve uh, the, like, that reduce pollutant uh, outcome, you are, and yet at the same time at home, oh, we don't use plastic bags in our household because we want to do our part for the environment. Buddy, if you are not actively working within a corporation that you are hired, by or employed in, and also working on environmental solutions there, you're a really big hypocrite. You're a massive hypocrite. And if you think you're going to get in trouble and lose your job, well, you know what? Money's not going to help if there's no planet to live on. Well, I mean, technically, if you have sufficient money, you can get off the planet. But if you're just someone working in a corporation and not the top
0: few... Well, and that's the other thing that sucks. when when the really bad stuff starts happening, those with money will be able to save themselves. Well,
1: they, they think they'll be able to save themselves, but ultimately um, it depends on how well they've manipulated the population to do their thing. So th- th- I know for a fact, I've heard this conspiracy theories, but I also know that there are people out there who definitely think this way, who with sufficient financial uh, fluidity or control are looking into ways to how can I control, say, security around some sort of uh, enclave that people who have the adequate affluence can um, stay safe in, and they'll be looking at ways to control them. They'll, you know, take hold their families hostage, or they'll just raise them, just use the same techniques they use on child soldiers to make them loyal. Whatever they are, they are messed up. And these things do exist. They're not quite as obvious and as widespread, thankfully. But we as individuals can make a a difference. At the same time, yeah, other way around as well. We need to, as individuals, actually influence the way corporations are held accountable, media uh, companies are held accountable. Those
0: we put in power?
1: Those we put in, well, not in power. They're placed in a position of authority. We need to curtail where power is located. If power is based on a population um, majority, that's one thing. Authority is another thing. Authority, yeah, they can have the authority to um, develop the laws and apply them, but for those laws to come into play and for them to be enforced, it depends on the population to actually mm. consent to it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's really it's a weird thing. I think that we need to divorce the concept of power and authority, big time. Right. Those are two concepts that do not go well.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there we go.
0: Yeah, I think I need to process that a little.
1: Yeah, it's a big topic. So
0: we we did. Uh, it took us four episodes, but we got through chapter seventeen.
1: And we still don't know the why. We know the how. We don't know the why.
0: And what I thought was going to happen in that chapter didn't end up happening in that chapter. So that will be a future chapter, which no other chapter will be as long. That was the longest chapter in the book.
1: (laughs) That was really long. But yes. um...
0: But uh, so I can be found on Twitter at Dave underscore the underscore turnip.
1: I can be found on Twitter at Rue McMoo, R-O-O-M-C-M-O-O.
0: The... uh, podcast has a twitter and a facebook page both are at smbslt podcast
1: and the music at the top of the podcast was the ministry of sound no ministry of love by the eurythmics mm-hmm. and the bottom
0: uh i'm the slime by frank zappa yeah. so until next time uh we'll have a brand new chapter next episode
1: because
0: <laughs> you know it can only get better
1: yeah, this yeah.
0: Beans can only get better.
1: <clears throat> no, um, yes, this is going to be depressing. <laughs> um, we, we can maybe start telling you we have made a plan with the structure next time. Um, so we are heading towards the end of 1984, not there yet, but when we are, we are intending to do a couple of palate cleansers. And before we embark on our next book.
0: Yeah, maybe a, maybe a couple episodes with short stories or poetry or even a small play.
1: We'll let you know which what they are um, when, once we hit the next phase. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, until next time, I've been Dave. I've been Rue. Enjoy your reading, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs>